You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been clear for takeoff. And welcome to the Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouette's football. I am Tim Capper, along with Cliffy Day. Hey, Cliff, how are you, buddy? Hey, now. All right. We're, we're thick in the middle of Grey Cup action, or at least we should be. Virtual Grey Cup action. <laughs> Virtual, yes, yes, that, that that is a thing. It is. It uh, is. Everybody knows that, you know, with Grey Cup United coming up, it's it, It's a unique um venture that they're doing I, it's nothing something i never expected uh but they're gonna be doing a whole bunch of virtual things for gray cup including you know the, uh, the commissioner's state of the union address etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh speaking of virtual cliff uh we are going to be unofficially a part of gray cup united <laughs> so to speak yes yeah. uh, we well, us and uh, a lot of other members of the Canadian Football Podcast Network are going to be part of the uh, virtual to and out live that's taking place. Uh, unfor- uh, as you know, the past couple of years, uh, to and out uh, the, t- the to and out po- CFL podcast has been doing a live version of their show for fans to attend, and always a good time, always a lot of fun. Uh, this year, obviously, this is, there's no Grey Cup in Regina or no Grey Cup Festival or anything like that. Uh, pretty much everything's kind of going the virtual Zoom route, and uh, the To and Out live event is no different. Uh, we've uh, been asked to join this event and help contribute to it, so I'm very excited to be able to be a part of this. I know you are, too. Oh, so yeah. it's uh, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun to see, and uh, hopefully everybody will buy tickets for this event because uh, all proceeds are going to a very noble cause. And uh, let me tell you, folks, if you've never been to a two-and-out live show, it is a blast. It is an absolute blast. It's fun to listen to on the podcast itself, but to actually be a part of it live, it, it's it's a blast. There's no other way to describe it. Oh, you know, it, it is just that. And and just to let everybody know, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think it is occurring on uh, November 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, stay tuned to social media hours or the Two and Out CFL podcast to their social media outlets, too. And, and uh, uh, they will let you know where to listen in or where to uh watch so mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it's kind of funny because it's actually going to be on what would have been gray cup sunday to be able to be a part of this event so in a way even though we're not getting an actual gray cup game the fact that we're able to participate in a gray cup event so to speak is still pretty cool no matter what mm-hmm. yeah and it seems like the cfl is going all out for this gray cup united thing too i mean I did never expected them to come out with merchandise. I really didn't. I saw that the other day on the on the Al's Boutique website, and I was like, "Really? Surprising, but in a way, not." You know. So, and if, if anybody wants it, by the way, yes, you know, buy local, support local. Head over to the boutique website, and you can uh, and you can uh, buy it on pre-sale currently over at the Alouette's Boutique. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we won't uh, won't be able to get that one hundred percent Great Cup experience like we're used to. But I mean, at least the CFL is certainly trying to try at least get fans a little bit excited about 
I guess what could have been at least trying to get that camaraderie, that that fellowship that you get at Grey Cup Week and all that. So, I I, I have to give the league credit for at least trying to make this, uh, you know, trying to make the best of a bad situation. I guess would be the best way to describe it. Exactly. And and if you don't, if you didn't know about CFL United, if you haven't, you hadn't, sorry, the uh, Grey Cup United. Uh, if you hadn't seen anything, or sorry, Unite. I keep thinking of DC United and all the soccer teams that are named United. <laughs> Grey Cup Unite. Uh, Grey Cup Unite. Um, head over to the CFO website for more information. And uh, I think you, and if you want to sign up for more information, too, you can do so. And they'll be sending you more information to your to your email addresses. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I know we t- quickly were talking about merch before. And it's something that I, I want to at least tease because we mentioned something on, our, on social media. Um, Cliff and I have... We're coming up with an idea for a giveaway uh, for not one, but two of the satin Delta jackets uh, that the Alouette's Boutique was selling. Um, so we, you know, Cliff and I went ahead and, and, and put forth our, our hard-earned cash to try to, uh, to for these things to give away. And we're going to come up with some sort of, of contest so you can win these items, including some others, which we're not going to announce at the moment. But um, stay tuned to that. As I said, it's I mean, if, you, if you have any ideas, please uh, you know let us know on social media. You know, Cliff's over at, uh, at Cliffy D. I'm at Repacked. Um, let us know your ideas on what type of of contest we should have: trivia contest, um, uh, pick numbers out of a hat, rock paper scissors, rock paper scissors. That's it. Virtual rock paper scissors. You know, mm-hmm. we, we may we be, won't we, even we may not we be even, mis, we may not be Mr. Beast, but but we're still giving away something. So, <laughs> <laughs> or or worst case scenario, we just steal uh, uh, the idea for the virtual virtual two and out festival and just have a Timbit eating contest. Oh yeah! Oh God! <laughs> may the best man win. Yeah. <laughs> or woman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I so it said we we have some ideas. Um, but we're not a hundred percent sure. We want to make sure that it's fair for everybody for how we're gonna how we're gonna award these uh, uh, this merchandise that we have. So, um, very lucky this episode to bring back uh, bring back on the show our quarterback, uh, Vernon Adams. It's been a uh, it's been a few since we talked to him last. Uh, out in the bowels. Does actually Percival Molson actually have bowels? I know the Big O does. Big O is horrible. But no, Percival Molson doesn't have bowels. I wouldn't think no, so. I think, no, I think we asked this last time. We, we sort of came to the conclusion that there's no real bowels to Percival Molson Stadium. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what a difference. Uh, from the first time that we spoke with Vernon, just before he became our starting quarterback, and to see where he is now, it's been it's been quite the ride, mm-hmm. and uh, just so excited to be able to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with him again, kind of see where things have come from that uh, first interview way back in was it uh, late, I want to say late May 2019 or Possibly. early June 2019. I I have to go to uh, to Alowitz Flight to find out. <laughs> oh, well, what better way to find out than and also too, folks go check out that first interview back in uh, 2019 with Vernon and compared to what we, we talked to him about this time around and it's night and day and it, it's a real eye-opener just to see just how 
how things have come from where Vernon was back in 2019 to where he is now as the undisputed starting quarterback of the Montreal Alouettes and a man who has promised to bring us to the promised land at least twice. Hey, no spoilers. You're right. You're right. I've I've already said too much. No spoilers. uh, Um, so when we get back, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish up the show and, uh, but, uh, hope you enjoy the interview, uh, upcoming with, uh, our quarterback, Vernon Adams. This interview, we're going to be catching up with our quarterback to, to find out, uh, how he's, how he's surviving in the COVID era and, uh, what he's doing in order to get ready for the 2021 season, just to, and just to find a little, his thoughts, uh, about other things also. Uh, online with us now, it, Vernon Adams Jr. Hey, Vernon, thanks for joining us, man. Jamie Cliffy, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Boy, uh, what a difference a year and a bit makes, doesn't it? Oh, man. It, it, we were just playing. Like, I talked to Kahari today. We should be getting ready for playoff game or great cup. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Man, unbelievable. I mean, we go we go from this this time last year, being in the playoffs for the first time in five years. And yeah, the game didn't quite go the way we hoped we would, but we had that hope. We had that that feeling of, okay, the Alouettes are back. They're relevant again. This The, the city is in love with football again. And just wait till 2020. Things are going to be amazing. We're going to do so much and so on and so forth. And then here we are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, exactly how you said it, man. I, I was... Us, the players, man, we were just as excited as, as everyone else and because we knew we had a lot of mo- – most of the offense coming back, a lot of uh, chemistry and and a head coach, and we got all the pieces in place that everybody's been talking about all off season. And, man, it was just – it was just tough getting the news. You know, we can't control this pandemic, but it was just tough getting that and how everything shaped up. What was your – what were your thoughts on what the league had – had suggested. I know we know the PA was obviously not happy originally when it came to how the the commissioner had gone to the federal government and didn't include the the you know the players at all in his call for the for the funding that they wanted. But what what were your what were your thoughts on what the league wanted to do when it came to the bubble city and stuff like that? How, how are you and the other Alouette players uh, liking or disliking that idea? Um, you know, I think it was like half and half. You know, uh, it was right around that time where we had a mini camp out here in Washington where I flew the guys out here and, and we had one out here. And that's when they sent sent out the surveys. Um, it was about half and half. Some guys were like, yeah, we'll go. Some guys were like, we wouldn't. And, um, you know, for myself, I wanted to play, but I just wanted to be safe. I want everybody to be safe. And even if we didn't play, you know, I felt like the players still deserve to somehow get paid or something. And, you know, that's what we're working on right now and doing right now. What um what was the your overall reaction and thought when it came down that the that the season had been canceled? Had you guys been told prior to it coming out in the news and via press conference uh, the the press release, or is that exactly how you found out via the news? I found out uh, the day before. Um, I think the CFLPA people they found out the day before as well, um, but. Yeah, I kind of, you know, we kind of knew we were like, ah, yeah, it's, it's going to that to that part where we feel like nothing's going to happen. And, um, you know, I was very, you know, I was disappointed or whatever, because like I said, I wanted to show what we've been working on all off season, and, and 2020 was supposed to be our year and everything. But, um, yeah. Well, it's 
it, obviously it was tough for not only for you the you know you the players and us the fans and, and just not having a, a a 2020 season at all this year but um what how quickly were you able to go from or did you stay in the the mindset that this is just one long off season did it affect how you were uh, working out did it affect how you were you know talking with the coaches and the and, the, and your other teammates did that change in any way uh yeah a bit i guess um you know we would communicate a lot more early in the summer the players and coaches and stuff like that but now it's just like we know we don't need to be back till may so it's like not that we're not talking i talked to kahari danny and every uh, gino enoch all the guys you know a couple every few weeks or something like that but Right now, I'm just kind of letting everybody enjoy their time with their family, and because um, normally we wouldn't be with our families, you know, six months on, six months off. So um, just enjoying it and uh, just trying to appreciate the positives in this pandemic. Man. I, I think a lot of fa- I think it's safe to say nearly every fan of the CFL has been hurt upset frustrated and not at the players or not at the teams necessarily i think it's just the whole situation as a whole has just been very difficult for a lot of fans to deal with what's been your perspective as far as okay season's canceled we don't know what's going on necessarily for 2021 how do you still stay in that mindset of being ready when the moment comes and you just got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready you know what i'm saying so just regardless, like, I always see things like <laughs> someone is trying to outwork you right now. Someone's trying to take your job right now. So it's, when I see stuff like that, and then when I see other players working out, it just makes me go harder. It makes me want to go out there and work out because I've worked really hard to get where I am to be a starting quarterback in the CFL. And it took me four years, but man, you know, and I don't want to lose that. And we we just took off a whole year. I haven't not played football in the fall since I was two years old. And so that's 25 years right there. So, you know, it's just, it's weird. So I want to make sure I'm ready and I'm healthy. Shoot, as we speak right now, I'm getting a massage right now, just taking care of my body. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, just trying to stay ready. So I don't have to get ready. Wow. No, that's, that, that says it all. I mean, you're absolutely right. You've got to stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. And I think, uh, CFL fans, they've got to adopt that mindset, too, about just staying ready. And just no matter what happens, I, I mean, like I said, there's so many things that are out of our out of our control. Right. But just be ready because once this league comes back, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to appreciate more what they've missed. And uh, just hopefully when this league does come back, it's going to be in a much better situation than it was at the end of the 2019 season. Absolutely. You know, none of us know what's going to happen in 2021. We could get a, a way bigger spike or it can get way better. You know what I'm saying? So we just, yeah, there's nothing we could predict or anything. We just got to hope and pray and just be ready for it. Yeah. That's it. What's what's one of the things that you never thought that you would be able to do during an off season that you have been able to do this extra long, long off season that you've had so far? Um... That's a tough one. I don't really know. <laughs> because in the off-season, I try to have fun and have a good time with my family and stuff like that. And I try to get everything in that I would do. But I guess, like, just around this time, Halloween or, or pumpkin patches and mm-hmm. things like that, um, wouldn't normally be able to do that with my family and my kids. So, uh, yeah, that, 
That's nice. How about you? Have you been trying to hit up Coach Kahari and say, hey, listen, Coach, I want to have a couple of plays in the playbook that I've written. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, man. It, you know, if, as long as it makes sense, you know what I'm saying, and it works, then we good. We'll throw it in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about it before, and, and obviously we, we everybody knows what's been happening this this long off season. This, this is like this giant nightmare, I think, that all of us, everybody just wants to wake up from. But for those who who don't, I mean, obviously you're in the Pacific Northwest, and what what is it what has it been like for you up in up in Washington State? I mean, it's when it comes to your reaction to what's happening with COVID, uh, how you and your family are, are trying to stay safe, and and what you've seen with your uh, with your neighbors uh, when it comes to uh, this this horrible horrible virus. Yeah, man, being over here in Washington, a um, couple hours away from Vancouver, Canada, you know, just. For the most part, everyone has to wear a mask everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, you got to wear a mask. Um, and that's what's just kind of weird. Like, every time I wake up, I'm just like, it's just so weird that everywhere we go, like, we got to wear a mask. Like, it's like the world is really changing. Like, we don't know how it's going to get bad or, or better or anything. Um, but as far as us trying to stay safe, man, we, we do we, – we be at the house. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I got my gym here in my locker or in my garage. Um um, yeah, uh, just trying to stay home and stay away from as many people. I do do my trainings and stuff. And, but before we train, we all take temperatures and, um, we make sure no one's got any symptoms or anything like that. And yeah, we just try to stay as safe as possible. We got to get our work in too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. What about, uh, I think early on in the, the pandemic, I think if I'm not mistaken, Washington originally was one of the hot spots in the U.S. at the very beginning, and I think in August, uh, sorry, in April and May. When you first started hearing about how how bad this virus was, what, what, were, your, what, were, your, what was your mindset? I mean, because as I said, it's, it's nothing that we have seen in our lifetime. Nobody has seen this since the, you know, since the, the uh, since, uh, you know, 1918. Right. Man, it was just, it was nuts, man. Like, especially here in Washington, like, I remember the first week they were saying we we're going to have a a shutdown, like, in March or April, like you said, like a, like a lockdown. And I remember Walmart and Costco being so packed and just everybody going in there, buying everything, and it was just crazy, you know. And uh, we did our part in just staying here. We just did Instacart, uh, so you order online, and they bring you your groceries or whatever, and... Um, yeah, man, it was just a crazy thing. Cause like you said, we've never seen anything like this. So I was, I'm shocked, but you got to make those adjustments and you got to keep living. You can't just, just stop moving and, and not make adjustments. What do you, you as somebody who, who is very well liked and very, I'm sure looked up by quite a few people here in the Montreal area, fans and kids, kids alike, what, what do you have to say to them when it comes to somebody who's who has who can't get out of the house as often as they can? Things are might be you know getting you know getting a little the things are getting into the head and stuff like that. What what would you say to them uh, so they can so they can make make it through this? Um, I would say just stay active, uh, keep that energy up. You know what I'm saying for people who for people who uh, can't leave the house or anything. I know Winnipeg. They really shut down everything over there, um, so people can't go anything anywhere, gyms, all that stuff. Man, do what you can around the house, man. Use that couch for for elevated one legged squats, dips, push ups, whatever you need to do, man. Um, 
running in the backyard. I know it's probably snowing over there now or, or, or snowing off and on, but uh, do what you can to stay healthy. Get 30 minutes to, to an hour, 30 minutes to 45 minutes of working out a day, every other day, you know what I'm saying, and stay healthy. Don't just sit up and be eating all day, you know what I'm saying. I know that's fun, too. I have my days where I do that, but, um, you know, got to work it off, too. And then do whatever makes you happy, man. Call your family, check in on your family members, your grandparents, grandkids, all that. Because this 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 uh, pandemic, man, it, it's tough, man. It's 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 tough mentally. You know, mm-hmm. my wife being a mental health therapist, you know, she can check in with me, and I'm checking in with her, make sure she's good, and we do our therapy and stuff, and just make sure I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because I know it's a lot of people that this all shuts down and. people get into a dark place Mm -hmm. Mm. exactly i I think what's amazing vernon is just about a week before things really got shut down before like the canada u.s border closed and before we got that real first sense of lockdown you were here in montreal doing a a camp for kids and working out with your fellow with, with some of your your alouette teammates it blows my mind that you were here doing all this and then like literally one week late wait one one week later everything just sort of literally shut down like just like that just finished like it it's a it, it blows my mind really when you think about it i don't know how you feel in regards to like just how quickly everything just went from you know normal as possible to just complete opposite yeah man that was nuts man i'm glad we got that work in though uh we got it in had a good time got those kids having a good time and stuff like that our I'm glad we got that done. But I remember flying out there. I wore a mask. I went from Seattle to Minnesota. And when I got to Minnesota, nobody in the whole airport had a mask on but me. And everybody was like looking at me, looking at me. Then I got to Montreal. Then I left two weeks later. And then everyone in the airport had masks. I'm like, yeah, like this. It's, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Quite, quite. I feel so bad we didn't get together with you, man, because yeah. we knew you were in town, and we didn't want to bother you. We are just like, uh, you know, let, Vernon's working with the kids. Let's let him be. Well, you know, we'll see him in training camp. No big deal. And then, <laughs> nope. Oh, man, man. No training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to obviously ask you about 2019 because it was, it was one hell of a season, but we want to ask you a couple more things. Obviously, is uh, people do know that the CFL had an opt-out for they want to if you want to opt out of the out of their contract but yes they would still be the the property of the team that they opted out from i i want to know from you because it sounds like you had a very hard decision twice and i'm just curious to know because as people know at one point you did there was an announcement that you had opted out and i remember your by the way very heartfelt message that you had on on social media and i want to thank you for that because i think i hope it showed how mature you are not as a player but also as a human being because uh, it it showed that you do care for the fans and for the city of Montreal um what what went into your decision to to decide to opt out at first and then what changed your mind to say you know what Montreal is is my home where I need to be right you know um initially it was like two days before we had to really um decide if we wanted to opt out or opt in and um we kind of just got it brought got brought up with a conversation with my agent and we were like man what if we did this and then you know our season got canceled and let's possibly just get on a practice roster because i knew i wasn't going in to be anybody's starter or anything Mm -hmm. like that like i'm going to camp is over like i'm going in there shoot practice roster and just shoot hopefully just 
stack up a couple of checks and just at least until the end of the season. And then, um, yeah, then whatever happens, happens, you know. And we got the okay initially. So when we got the okay initially, I called the owner, uh, Gary. And so I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, I'm letting you know what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to opt out, you know what I'm saying? And da, da, da. he's like, opt out? Like, what do you mean? Like, does that mean you're not part of the team? And I'm like, oh, man, like, I guess, like, just, I don't know. So it was tough. And he just said he was, like, he was disappointed. And um, he thought I was making the wrong decision. So then we got off the phone, and him and the president and the GM all talked and, um, you know, basically talked with me. And they were saying, hey, Vern, like, you know, we're going to let you, you know, exercise your right, you know what I'm saying? But we just think, we don't think this is the right decision. And, you know, we we believe, you know, we're going to let you do what you got to do. And so that kind of sat, sat in on my heart. And I'm like, man, like, I have worked a long time to get to where I am. Like, like this past year was magical in, in 2019. And really, I was like, if no teams are calling, because I announced that, I was like, if no teams are calling me right now saying, hey, we're going to bring you in to sign you right now, like, then I don't really need to do it. Because to be honest, if I would have waited out this whole time, I would probably have to go try out for a team, mm-hmm. maybe just be a, a tryout arm, just a, just, a, just a workout arm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're looking at the receiver or the running back, and then they just need me to, to throw or something like that. And, right. But you never really know. You never really know and like because that's just part of the business. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, do I want to have to go through that again and possibly not get picked up da, 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 and then come back to Montreal and make it look like, oh, I didn't make it here. And then Montreal's my backup. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, Montreal, that's, that's my number one. You know what I'm saying? If no team called me like tonight or tomorrow, like, I'm opting back in and that's it because I felt like I showed enough on film and I've done enough to bypass a workout and just to be, I don't care if it's for minimum or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and, you know, I was just like, man, I just want to finish this out. What I got at Montreal, I owe Montreal at least two great cups. So it's like, that's, that's just my, my mindset. I wanted to come back and hopefully get those two. Uh, Cliff, remember, Cliff, we need to mark those down. Remember, he owes us two great cups, two. Yeah, and oh, don't yeah. think we don't think we won't come collecting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to just see the saying, just saying. I'm, I'm ready to see the bling on on the rings, man. I'm ready to see the bling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Real quick, man. I'll, I'll let Cliff talk about 2019. We we spoke with uh, uh, with your quarterback uh, teammate um, in our last. Schultz? Yeah, Matt Schultz in our last episode, and and we he wasn't really able. To, he wasn't sure about a question, and we wanted to ask you this because. I think we talked about it prior to us starting the interview, but I, I just I'm just curious to know. He was unsure. Obviously, coming up in the 2021, there are it talked about free agency, et cetera, et cetera. Do you know if they are grandfathering contracts? So, say for instance, yourself. We know you just signed a new a new contract. Uh, you know, or in, you know, at the end of the season last year, are you? Uh, are they going to give keep? Is it not? Is a three year contract as an example? Will it still be three years in 2021, or will it only be a two-year contract? Do you know if they're going to grandfather that missing year into people's contracts? I'm pretty sure. I'm about 98% sure that we all lose a year. So like I said earlier, I think all the receivers will be up mm-hmm. uh, for free agency in February, and I will lose a year, so I only have two more years. And, yeah, everyone who has one year, who signed a one-year deal, will be up for free agency, I believe. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. 
I would I, I would hope I am hoping that you know with everything that the you guys and the PA have done and stuff like that I'm hoping hoping that you guys will they'll be able to come to a a decision so you guys can have that extra year grandfathered in but I guess we'll I guess we'll find out won't we Yeah we'll find out and we'll see some people might want that extra year some people might not you know yeah, what I'm saying so yeah. we'll we'll see That's true okay. Uh, the, the ones the ones who are going to bet on themselves, I'm sure, are going to probably even look at that as a challenge and say, you know what, I know I'm worth X number of dollars. I'm worth X number of years on a contract, and will they'll, they'll want to have the opportunity to prove themselves. So I think you're right on that one, Vernon. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to this 2019 season. Like to say the least, magical. I think is just one of the many many words we use to describe it. Uh, let's start right after you, Tim, and I talked. At training camp, we we finished doing our interview, and at that point, everything was still kind of up in the air. Lo and behold, the first game of the season out in Edmonton, Antonio Pipkins anointed the starting quarterback. You're the backup. He goes down to injury. You step in, and the rest, as they say, is history. Talk to us about that first moment, back going, getting back into the game, taking over for the game where Antonio kind of struggled a little bit. You come in, and everything just seems to fall into place. Um, yeah, man. First game of the season, you know. Uh, I, I remember, like, Pip had got, yeah, got hurt. And I'm just like, man, get up, get up. And they just, people were just yelling at me. I'm like, what? And they're like, warm up. they like, telling me to warm up. I'm like, oh, shoot, okay. So now I got to lock in because I'm, I'm looking at Pip like, man, I want him to get up. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, obviously, I want to play, but I never want anyone to get injured for me to play. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be a fair competition, whatever. And, um, you know, so I go in there and, I, I did pretty good, you know. Uh, we ended up losing by six or seven. But, um, you know, it felt good getting back in the game and getting game reps. And, you know, I just had to get used to it. The next week we got blown out 51 or 41 to 10 by Hamilton. But the crazy thing about it is, as a team, we felt like we literally, like, we we could have beat them. Even though we lost by that much, we felt like we could have beat them that day. And it was like, it was just so many mistakes that I had made in my first start, you know, in 2019. Then after that, we kind of just had to get it going from there. I felt like it was my last opportunity to really get going. And uh, if I wanted this team to be my team, I needed to start winning. And when you did actually get that first win at home, no less, uh, describe to us the feeling of not just being able to lead this team in front of your hometown fans, but also being a part of the last game of, a true legend in Luc Bredor Jodin. He was, this was his last game. He said he was going to go out on top. Was there that extra pressure to make sure that Luc finished his storied CFL career as a winner? Uh, yeah, man. You know, I, we were just thinking about winning, but that, that puts icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? Like Luke, a dude like him, man, LBJ, a great mentor, a great pro, a funny dude, just, Good dude in general, man. You want him, you know. He was he was a leader of that O line back when they won the Great Cup a couple of times, and you know you want to get that win from him. And the funny thing about that is, you know, he went out and retired early, like in the first quarter or something like that. And a couple O linemen got hurt, and he had to come back and finish the game for us. And <laughs> so that was that was funny because he retired, then unretired to come back and play real quick, and then retired again. So I'm glad we got that win. Mm-hmm. And also, too, you know, will be the answer to the trivia question of uh, who was the start quarterback when Luc Bredor-Jodin played his last CFL game. So that's a that's a pretty nice uh, nugget of information right there. Yeah, that's a good one right there. <laughs> All right. 
Now, as the season progresses, you know, you're, you're you guys are finding your rhythm and winning games, losing games. It's uh, you know a little bit of some of that, but now you're starting to see that buzz. You're starting to see the fans really start to come back and really start to take interest in the team. At what point did it feel like this was 100% your team and that nothing could stop you guys? I think um, I think it was probably like end of July, early August, I believe, right around the. Ottawa and Saskatchewan, those weird games uh, where we played at home. We lost in overtime to Ottawa, and then we lost in the rain delay. We lost to the rain delay versus Saskatchewan. Um, yeah, right before then, I think that's when I, when Kahari started putting that confidence in me, like, hey, man, this is your team. Like, let's go. Now it's time to step it up to the next level because he's seen I was kind of playing timid and just trying to just play everyone else's game just to do, you know, just so I don't mess up. And he's like, all right, this is your team. This is your offense. Like, let's go. And then that's when I kind of felt like, okay, let me step it up. Then we went into Calgary out there, had that big win. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm stepping I'm I'm feeling myself now. And then kept going from there. Yeah, that, that game in Calgary was, uh, I'd say, a masterpiece. Like, you and Nick Arbuckle, like, I, I likened it to – a heavyweight boxing contest like you guys were both throwing haymakers back and forth it felt like it was going to go 15 rounds and right it's, it's it was almost unfortunate that someone had to lose that game because it was just so much fun to watch and i talk about like being on pins and needles that entire time like the the last i think it was minute 40 seconds left when you guys were down by 11 and you had to make that comeback just to tie to go into overtime it was just unbelievable like and the poise that you showed throughout the entire thing like it was it, it was amazing. Like I, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Man, I, I love that game. I actually watched that that CFL in forty today. Today, us versus Calgary. I watched it today, and I love that game because it just like you said, I, Kahari helped me be poised in that game, and um, I felt like I was. And yeah, it was it was just a great comeback and everything. You just you do the right things, man. You do what you're supposed to. You do what your reads say as a team, as a, as a, as a whole. The football gods will reward you. We we saw how we learned, and we saw how Coach Kahari could. He he's very good at making speeches, and obviously the one that made the you know that we've seen the most is is you know his speech. You know they aren't who we thought they were. They they don't know who. Uh, what what was it? The, they the don't know us. No, they don't, they know, don't us. know us. Yes, they right. don't they, know us. They don't. What have you ever seen a coach or heard a coach? be able to articulate and to give such a speech before like coach Kahari did? Man, Kahari's great, man. You know, he's an actor too. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's good at that. He, he got that down, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he's just a head coach is what he does, man. He's a great leader. Uh, we all, you know, we, 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 we like him, man. We like his vibe. We like his energy. He gets the players. He, he did this for a long time. So, um, yeah, man. Um, no, I haven't heard another coach do great speech I've, I've heard a lot of great speeches but yeah. Kahari's just he's, he's good at it yeah for sure and talk about the game that inspired that speech September 21st against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers down right, 24 right. points and you guys somehow by the grace of God come back and win this game talk to us about your emotions and everything that was going through that particular game like just the energy through the like everything. Like I mean, to me, as far as I was concerned, when they were asking about like the best game of the 2019 season, like I, I, I'm literally torn between that double overtime game out in Calgary 
and this game, the the as they're calling it, the, the miracle on Mont Royale. It's it's just a game for the ages. As I, I have a hard time between those two, picking which one is the best. But take us to your thoughts on that particular game itself against Winnipeg. Yeah, man. Um, just, I had so many emotions. You know, that was a game. Adam Big Hill and I got into it. Um, you know, with the helmet situation, that was the game where um, the. They said the Winnipeg fans were throwing, were blowing whistles, and so guys weren't tackling Tommy. Kind of let um, what's his name, number thirty-three, Andrew Harris, get to the one, and kind of just like held him up or whatever. But he heard a whistle. Um, I threw a pick late in the game. You know, everything. It was just everything wasn't going our way at first, and then you know, yeah, I just kind of looked at all the guys. I went down the defensive line, offensive line. I told him, I said, hey. All that that happened in the first half and stuff, that's my bad. You know, every, all the bad stuff, all everything that's been going on, that's my bad. Y'all just have my back, and I promise you we're going to come back and get these boys. And when we start scoring, the first one, I'm like, I told y'all. Then the second one, I'm like, hey, get another stop, and I got y'all defense. Got another stop. Then we went down again. I'm like, all right, we just need one more, and that's it. You know, so it was just – it was it was fun, man. It was, it was awesome. I love both of those games. And then the, one of the, I think, the other game which I think people kind of push aside is uh, is the game that we're calling the Firefly game, where at home all the fans mm-hmm. take out their 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 you know their cameras and their phones and just turn on the lights, the flashlights, and and you have a bunch of fireflies in the uh, in the stadium. As a player on the field, uh, Vernon, what what was your thought when you when you saw that? Man, when I saw that, that was the most hype like I've seen our fans. And Montreal was like, this is nuts. Like then the the, <laughs> the 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 announcer was doing this sound like with the with the speakers, like yep. I'm like, oh my god. Like I started getting goosebumps, like <laughs> like oh man, I couldn't keep my and I'm trying to keep my emotions. I'm like, I gotta I gotta keep calm, I gotta be the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But it that was fun. That was like, yeah, one of my favorite. Definitely those three are definitely my favorite games from last year. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the just the like the emotions and just that feeling like not in our house. Like and that's what it felt like again. Like this really did feel like Montreal was back as far as being a place where you as an opponent are you do not want any part of this mm-hmm. because the atmosphere, even though it's one of the smallest stadiums, if not the smallest stadium in the Canadian Football League, it gets when when these fans have something to cheer for, they get loud, they get passionate, they get wild, <laughs> and the noise level is just astounding like that you literally feel like the ground shake under your feet it's it's like nothing i've ever seen before at least in the canadian football league right man it's 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 a different type of vibe in there man and that's all we had to do man we just had to give the fans something to yell about there's something to scream about that's what i've been saying since i was a rookie man i'm like then all these big names and big acquisitions whatever whatever they're called you know what i'm saying man forget that I am a winner. Check my resume. Let me do this, man. Just work with me. I ain't going to be perfect, but I'm going to get it done. And we're going to win more games than we lose. And I promise you that. And obviously, I've never, I've never, I've never in my life had a losing record ever. And I've been a starting quarterback 90% of the places I've been since I was six years old. Obviously, the fans remember, you know, what's happened in the past couple of years and, you know, with the, how the team was going. And do, how do you feel that, your team in 2019 was a rebirth of football in Montreal, being that the fans that ended up showing up for the playoff game, 
uh, these unique situations, you know, the coming back from 24 down, the the Firefly game. Do you think it was a, a rebirth of football again in Montreal? And I sure hope so, man. You know what I'm saying? Because the fans deserve that. And everyone always tells me, man, they say, Vern, man, um, the CFL is much better when Montreal is good. You know what I'm saying? So they're like, good job what you're doing over there. Keep doing it. Keep winning for those guys, man. And uh, that's it, man. I just, I, I think, I, I hope so. I hope it is. And like I said, I want to bring back them great cups. And I've been talking to my receivers, man. I said, man, let's get on this Chicago Bulls dynasty, man. If y'all don't got no NFL opportunities right now, let's get on this dynasty and let's just handle our business, man, because no one can mess with us. I, I, I agree. There's just no, no better way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Vernon, uh, obviously, your first playoff game for the Alouettes as a starting quarterback, uh, the first playoff game in Montreal in five years. It didn't quite go the way we hoped it would. The end result wasn't there. I mean, it was not a bad game by any stretch, but obviously, we all would have loved to have the W, but that's football for you. When you look back at that particular game, I know there's lots of things that you, you'd want to sit and, you know, it's easy to go back and say, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. But overall, your overall body of work with not with, with just that particular game, how do you walk out and feel, no, like, how do you carry yourself knowing that this was the best I could do and I know I can do better, but overall, would you say that Man, you were very hey, proud I'm of your point? Listen there, Cliffy, you sitting here trying to sugarcoat it. I'm going to tell you straight up. <laughs> we lost that game. We lost that game because of me. I, I, I'm putting all blame on me. The defense did what they needed to do. I threw three interceptions, and we still only lost by eight points. I'm telling you right now, the the last interception was like, okay, I'm just trying to get it downfield, you know what I'm saying? And we had two receivers in the same area. Um, they probably shouldn't have been there, you know what I'm saying? So that the last one is like, whatever. The first two were terrible reads by me, and if I didn't do that, the game is different, you know what I'm saying? So I put it on me, man. I'm I was thankful to play my first playoff game, but I hate watching that game, but I watched it at least once, maybe twice a month. And just to remind myself that I will never, I do not want to feel that again. When I was crying on Christian's shoulder and he came and uh, looked out for me and told me like, man, just keep my head up and, and all that, that video that everyone's seen, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't want that feeling again. And um, yeah, man, and that, that one was on me. And I know I don't want that feeling again, and I know what I need to do different. And I just got to take care of that ball and, and get more points in the end zone. Man, that that is a grown ass man answer. I was I, about I tell to you say, what. man. Yeah, he he cut you off immediately. He said, "Listen, no, this is how it is." <laughs> no, and that's refreshing. Yeah. Vernon, I, I we we appreciate that. I mean, yeah. and. It's it's easy for us to like okay well you, you know like you said okay fine I, I, but I'm not gonna come out and say oh you flat out sucked because you didn't suck that's the problem yes you made some but mistakes you guys but, you know, know I'm better than that you guys yeah. know I'm better than what I've displayed exactly I guess I guess I can think of what it is for us Vernon is that we we see sometimes how the media will ask certain questions to players and stuff like that and sometimes we feel that it, it's it. We know it's a team sport. We we get that. We know it's a team sport, and we try not to put uh, the blame on one particular person or one particular play. But you coming out with the with the, your your comments that you did, I think I'm hoping it shows fans in Montreal why the Owls gave you your your contract, why you are currently our starting quarterback, and why you will lead us to the promised land. Yes, sir. You know, I hope that's exactly what it shows, man. I come to, to to learn, like, man, you can't sit here and 
make excuses for yourself and 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 you got to be real man you got to be real because the football guys are going to be real and they're not going to reward you you know what i'm saying i'm yeah. not one of those people who let coaches um baby me and stuff and i remember kahari tried babying me at first when i took over and i said i went in his office i said coach I want you to coach me like I'm still fourth on the depth chart. I want you to coach me like I'm a rookie. I want you to get on me. When you know I can make a throw, don't say, oh, you know, the receiver, he could have made that catch. No, say, Vernon, you put that ball where it's supposed to be. And I'm going to say, yes, sir, the next time I throw it, I'm going to do it. And that's just how I want to be coached. That's how I coach my quarterbacks. I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't gas anybody up. Like, it's just it's what you put in is what you're going to get out. And I probably didn't put in as much as I was supposed to that that playoff week. Not saying I didn't, but maybe I should have did more. And that's just what it is. Do you, do you find that that sports these days have, when it comes to re- reporters and media and stuff like that, that players seem to be giving more more politician answers, as I call them, than anything else, because they just want to give an answer and, and go, rather than how you take the, took the situation and just said, "Listen, it's on me." Yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. I think majority of athletes do that. I, to be honest, I only met one other dude who was kind of like me, and that's Antonio Pippen. Mm-hmm. He's the only dude who, who doesn't let him slack, let himself slack. Like, And that's why I liked him on our team, because he would be on me, and I'd be on him, and we'd be on each other, and, and he'll say something to correct himself that I was thinking, but maybe I didn't want to say, you know, but I'd be like, man, yeah, you're right. Like, good stuff. And the same thing with me, you know, uh, We've never been so. Yeah, you know, I feel like a lot of athletes do take that easy route out, but I'm not. I'm not here for it. That, that ain't your style. I love it. I love it. it. It's it's refreshing. It it really is because you know, money or not, you're you're taking responsibility and you're showing responsibility for something that people, as you said, like Cliffy was doing. He he was sugarcoating it, but you said no. I I want to tell the truth the way that it is. So it's it's really mm-hmm. refreshing. So. Yeah, man. So you guys know not to, you know, if I have a bad game, you guys come up to me and you guys rip me. Let me know, man. Let me know in the future. Don't come up and be like, VA did it. Nah, nah, let me know because I'm going to be ripping myself too. So I'm going to be like, I know, guys, I got you. I got you. I, 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 you know what? You open the, you open the door. I'm going to have to ask you, what, what is the, obviously in this day of social media and stuff like that, there's, there are just things that, that really shouldn't be on social media. But what has been, uh, what what's, what am I, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> um, what's the meanest tweet you've seen about yourself? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not that. Well, actually, no. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here. How do you how do you deal with with the uh, the Monday morning quarterbacks in social media? Uh, say it again. Which how do you pivot? How do you deal with the Monday morning quarterbacks on on social media? Monday morning quarterbacks. What do you mean about that? Like the well, like the got the critic, like the armchair critics. Like yeah, the guy, yeah, the, the armchair quarterbacks. You know, it's like I, you know, I may have never played football oh, before, but oh yeah, my God, yeah, Vernon, yeah. you did this, this, and this. I could have done better than that type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, man. You know, there's there's a lot of guys, especially in this area in Washington on the West Coast, that like who train quarterbacks supposedly QB gurus. You know, what I'm saying charging these kids as you know, an arm and a leg and another leg, and it's just like, dude, you didn't even play past high school. And I'm like, I'm, I'm telling these kids, like, just come on, come work with me. I'm going to give y'all the recipe, you know, what's going on. I'm not trying to hate on these guys, but, you know, just trying to save their pockets a little bit, save some of these kids' pockets. And 
come over here. I'm going to charge you $40. You know, come get right. Come get the recipe, and uh, we'll get it right. You know, but, yeah, those guys, man, I'd be like, oh, man, how does this? how is he going to sit here and talk? Like, some of the guys that are on Info Network, too, like, I'm like, how did they, how did these dudes get on here? <laughs> like, oh, <my laughs> God. I ain't going to get into the names, but no, no, there's no. a few of them on there. Right. It's like Jay-Z said, loud as a motorbike, but couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. Right, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Good job, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm showing my age using that quote, but you know. I know. <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> um, what do you what What are you missing the most about the city, Vernon? I know, obviously, as you said, we're we're about to be in the, the the thick of the playoffs right now. But what what are you missing the most about the city? Man, I just. I really miss my teammates and just the bond and like the coach, just, just going to work every day. I miss game day at home, seeing the fans afterwards, signing stuff, doing that stuff, man. And then the city really just all the places you can eat and all the sightseeing. Like I love going on those terrat, like those rooftop, mm-hmm. like just bars just to eat or, or have a drink or anything. You know what I'm saying? I, I miss those days. Those are, those are, uh, those are fun times in Montreal. Well, Obviously, we we are hoping for a 2021 season. We're we're expecting to see you at training camp. Uh, if not, at least training camp. Will I want to? You will somehow or another see us in this in the in the stands during the games. And you know, depending on how many people, if it's a full city, a full crowd, or if it's partial. But um, when you look forward to 2021, what what do you what are you looking forward to the most? Man, I'm just looking forward to staying healthy and winning games. That's it, man. That's all I care about is winning games. The stats are going to come, man. I've been making big plays since I was six years old. So the stats will come. I'm just worried about winning. I want to get past the three wins in a row, get four or five in a row. Man, I'm trying to have some some great, great seasons these next couple years, especially in 2021. For sure. Cliff, Cliff, take us home. All right. I mean, Vernon, we've we've covered so much. I mean, there's still so much more we can sit and talk about. But uh, I, I think at this point now, so much of it is speculation. But uh, if you can give one message right now to everybody that's listening in Montreal and throughout the entire CFL, what's that one message of hope? That one, The one thing that you can sort of say to everybody is say, listen, 2021, we don't know 100% what's going to happen. But if we come back, you know you're going to be entertained. This is what I'm going to do to make sure that the Montreal Alouettes remain a part of the conversation here in Montreal. What would you tell those fans? What message could you give them? That, that sort of message of hope, if you will, to let fans know to be excited for 2021. Right. And I think you hit on most of it, right? Uh, we don't really, we don't really know what's going to happen in 2021, but I guarantee if we, if we do, man, guys, I'm working, I'm working hard uh, to all the fans in Montreal and I'm working hard and uh, I'm working to be the MOP and the great cup champion. So, um, man, guys, just be be ready, man, because it's gonna be a lot of excitement. I want a lot more lights in the stands, um, and just yeah, man, I just I can't wait, man. All right, Vernon, well, we cannot thank you enough once again for joining us. Uh, as a, in a perfect world, we'd be doing this live. We'd be doing this uh, at Molson Stadium, but you know the situation being what it is. Well, will you? Ma- that's what it's all about. It's just making the best of a bad situation. I like to think we've done that here tonight as much as possible. We can't thank you enough for joining us once again. And man, just as you said, stay healthy, stay ready. And we are so looking forward to finally seeing you live in person once again here in Montreal, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes, 
sir, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you ha- for having me. Well, Cliff, for me, I, that's probably going to stand out as one of the interviews that I remember the most. And the only reason why is because Vernon Adams put you in your place. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be thrilled to see him uh, kind of, I won't say dress me down, but you know, he's like, whoa, whoa, let me cut you off here. And, uh, <laughs> like, uh, okay. Yep, yeah. Hey, listen, I, uh, anytime, man, anytime Vernon Adams wants to come and, you know, give me what for, I, I'm here for it. I, mean, I, I love it. No. I, I, I can't get enough of chatting with him and just being able to pick his brain and learn so much just his perspective on things is just amazing. Like he's just got a really great outlook on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always positive, more, more positive than not. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about him. I mean, it's, it, I, I'm so, so thankful that he is our undisputed starting quarterback here in Montreal. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm so glad we had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him, see how things are going out and, uh, out in Washington with him and his family and all that. It's, it's, it's a true blessing to be able to be able to sit and talk with a real superstar like that. Um, Tim, we are so, we are so lucky. Oh, we oh, no, really I know. Are. I know. And I think you said you checked through the archives and you found out where the actual, the original uh, episode was that we had the interview with him. Yes, it was definitely done last year. Uh, we published it on June seventh of two thousand nineteen. This episode, uh, season four, episode eight, or episode eighty three, which at the time we noted that eight three, those are Vernon's numbers. That's right. He used to wear, he's currently wearing number eight, but he used to wear number three and was very infamous for wearing number three. So we wanted to make sure for the episode, our first time being able to speak with him on the podcast, had to be episode eight three. Yeah. Yeah, this time around we don't give a shit. So <laughs> wait a minute, what is this episode? Watch it. Watch there be some sort of thing that we don't know about, and, you, and you're just—it's episode one twenty one. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any special <laughs> ties for that. So. <laughs> but hey, one hundred twenty one is still pretty good. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so obviously. You know, we, we've heard some news recently. You know, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the with the virtual um, State of the, the Union address and, and stuff like that from the commissioner, what they're trying to do. Also, what was your thought? Because everybody didn't know that the these, uh, you know, CFL games in 40 are coming up and they're popping up on, on Facebook and on, on YouTube for the for the league and. And also just recently, and something you and I watched, and I just wanted your thought on it before we finished up, Cliff, was what, what was your thought on the uh, on the remote reunion for the Alouettes Grey Cup? Oh, what so much fun. What a blast. I mean, and to be able to get all these guys together, and again, it's definitely not the way they would have liked to have done a Grey Cup reunion, I'm sure of this, but once again, this this whole pandemic has made us sort of rethink a lot of things and sort of I, I guess make us adapt to new situations and you know we're doing things a lot differently now than we would have easily one calendar year ago but I mean you know it is what it is this is the way we have to do things now and I, I can see that these guys were having a lot of fun kind of going back and uh, you know re- reliving those moments again and just that you, you get that sense of 
you know, just what a, what a true team feels like and what it's like to be a part of something special. And it, it was so cool to be able to see these guys, uh, seeing guys that we've actually interviewed here on the podcast too, which is also really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, there's a couple of guys that we, we should really be talking to. So I, I think we're going to have to, uh, there's a couple of guys that, that were a part of that uh, virtual reunion that we should be getting on the podcast to get their perspective and let them expand on things a little bit. So, uh, yeah, don't, folks, I, be excited. I mean, we, there's there's still so much more. Like, even though we don't have a season to talk about, in a perfect world, we'd be getting ready to talk about the Eastern final that the Alouettes would have been a part of, I'm sure. But this year, we can't do that. Instead, we're going to have to get creative. We're going to have to think of other things to talk about. And one of those things could be talking with alumni players, getting their thoughts, getting their perspectives on things as far as what it was like back in 2009, 2010, being part of those Grey Cup championship teams. And... Quite frankly, I think this is something that we we will be exploring and something that we're hopefully able to bring sooner rather than later. And as far as I'm concerned, like, yeah, there's there's no CFL season, but that doesn't mean there can't be, you know, more CFL content out there. And Tim and I are going to do everything we can to provide that as much as possible for you. That's the promise we made even back when the season was canceled, was that we were not going to stop producing content for you guys and making you know, bringing these good interviews like we've, we've been having lately, we want to keep things going as much as possible throughout the season in hopes and praying that the CFL 2021 season is a go like it should be. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned before, if you, you want to go back and listen to the, uh, to the other uh, uh, interview with Vernon Adams, uh, you can go over to alowitzflightdeck.ca or you can check out uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, also want to at least give a, a quick shout out to Cliff um, that we were on uh, Third Down Gamble uh, this uh, just within the last week. And we want to make sure that it, you can head over there and, and uh, uh, catch us there. Catch us talking about football, just football in general, really. You know, uh, our football, we don't have careers, but our, our football fandom, I guess we could say. Yeah, the, the orange origins of what got us into football and what brought us to where we are now as far as being part of the podcast community for the Montreal Alouettes. I, it was definitely a lot of fun, like just, you know, being able to just talk football. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is just being able to share what we have and, uh, you know, share experiences in doing this podcast because, yeah, it, it, this season five uh, is happening right now. And it's certainly not the way we envisioned season five to to come about but again it is what it is and uh, we I, I really think we're trying to make the most of it and i mean like that's the thing is we're, as far as i'm concerned we're not done yet like we still got a lot more to do we still got so much more ground to cover as far as i'm concerned yeah. and we will we will make things happen there's there's no 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 question about that like we want to make things happen for you the fans we want you to keep tuning in checking us out sharing it with your friends telling people to download it for us i mean like you know as long as you're out there listening we're going to be here producing that's that's how i look at it yeah uh, search for third down gamble uh, i have it listed here as being on spotify i'm sure it's on on multiple podcast uh platforms but uh, that's the one I'm looking at, and it's uh, as I said, it's Third Down Gamble on Spotify. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't remember. If there's one other thing. Um, 
something that we'll talk about, I'm sure, in future episodes once it's actually fully released is the is you know Three Down Nation is talking about their hundred their top hundred CFL players, and so far we've had two of our boy uh, three three of our boys in so far in in the top lower fifty six. No, is that right? <laughs> I guess that's one way of putting it. The the lower part of the fifties, or <laughs> yeah, uh, Eugene Lewis. Uh, also, uh, Greg Reed. Yeah, Greg Reed. And wasn't that, wasn't there another one? Uh, yes. In I, the nineties, remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to say Christoph Norman, but I'm not 100 sure. I yeah, I don't remember either. But I mean, it's 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 stuff to talk about, and uh, you know, it's funny. Even though that these are, are things that isn't doing, you know, CFO related, really, that they're putting them out. Uh, you could tell Greg was not none too happy of where he was actually listed on that list. So, <laughs> and someone else who was oh Gino too. Like just if you go to his uh, social media, he was. Uh, I think you just gave him a lot of fuel to on the, on his fire because I can see now he's 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 a little fired up. He like he, I don't want to say he he felt disrespected necessarily by that by that ranking, but. I think it's definitely given him some like bullet bulletin board material, like this mm-hmm. stuff to work towards as he's getting ready for the 2021 season. I think he wants to prove to everybody, that, hey, listen, man, I, you know, this, like, I mean, top 100 is still impressive no matter what. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure Gino definitely thinks he should be up on that list a lot higher, and he's going to do everything impossible to make sure that if they do make a 2021 top 100 list, that he's a lot higher than 55. Five or fifty? Yeah, it was fifty-five. Uh, fifty-six. He was listed or fifty-six? I'm sorry. Yeah, fifty-six. Yeah, so he wants to prove that he's a lot higher. He should be up a lot higher on that list. So I'm, I'm very excited because you know what that means for us, Tim, is that we're going to be seeing one hell of a football player take an even further step up, the, going up to that next level, if you will. Yeah, and, and it was uh, I, t- Taylor Loffler. Taylor Loffler, by the way, he was at ninety-seven. Uh. And I, I, wow. Okay. <laughs> now I, I know he lost his season last year to to an ACL tear, but I mean that dude's a baller, one hundred percent. Like I, I'd probably put him up a lot higher just based on his career stats alone. But okay, I, I bet he's taking that same attitude that Greg and Gino have. Is that oh, okay? That's where you want to put me. All right, no problem. We'll show you. We'll show you. And yeah. I love it. I love that. I love. Anyone who could, if if you ever need motivation or inspiration, that's the way to go about it, and that's the the right attitude to take. Is like you got to use that as fuel to, to 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 feed your fire, to to make you train harder, make you, you know, just do everything that it takes to become the best you possible. I'm all for that, and I, I I'm curious to see how these guys are going to do that, and I'm also curious to see the rest of this list and how it plays out. Because there's a couple guys that I know that should be on that list and should be up fairly high, so. Uh, well, well, let's chips fall where they may, but I'm I'm curious to see who else is going to be representing the Alouettes on this uh, top 100 list. Yeah, exactly. So it's something to look forward to in in one of our uh, future episodes. So um, again, as I mentioned before, buy local. Uh, reach you know, head over to the Alouettes boutique. They've had some pretty good sales as of late, including uh, some uh, pretty good sales on game worn uh, merchandise. But they do have uh, some other stuff out there. So support Cam and uh, his local business as much as possible. So. Um, other than that, uh, we just want to make sure that everybody stays safe. Please wear a mask. Uh, even if you don't believe in wearing a mask, wear a mask anyways, because you, you never know what may happen. You know, as long as you have a mask on, it's the best way that we can, uh, that we can beat this thing. So I think that's all that really yeah. matters. So, 
Yeah, uh, just stay, 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 stay safe. Wash your hands, social distance, all that good stuff. I mean, folks, it's bad enough we've already lost one CFL season. Let's not make it two because people are being ridiculous. Like, let's do. We got to do what you got to do to get ourselves back on track. That's all there is to it. Yeah, exactly. So Cliff and I will talk to you soon. Uh, make sure that you you check us out on our social media feed at Alouette's FL Deck, especially for, for any information too. By the way, you can shoot us some inf- uh, some questions, some suggestions on what we should do for our contest on that uh, that email. Sorry, that uh, uh, Twitter account also. Um, but we'll 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 talk to you soon. We do promise. So everybody here at the flight deck for Cliffy D. I'm Tim Capper. We're on final approach. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.